0: Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in.
1: Hello Bella, this is Erica Firpo, I am back, and I'm sitting in a trattoria in my neighborhood, um, in a piazza called Piazza del Teatro di Pompeo, near Campo dei Fiori, and I am with Luciano Monosilio, who could be possibly the only man who has ever made me cry. And I'll tell you why he's made me cry in a second, Because, uh, but first let me tell you a little bit about Luciano. He is a chef. Um, he is Roman. He's from an area called Albano Laziale, which is southeast of Rome. He's known for being one of the youngest chefs in Italy, possibly the youngest, to have a Michelin star. And he, in my personal opinion, is the king of carbonara. Um, Luciano, nice to see yeah. you. Thanks for having Thank me.
2: Yes. I, sure.
1: I wanted to say, I just wanted to ask you, I, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so glad I got a chance to sit here and speak with you. I wanted to talk a little bit I, you know, I want to talk about carbonara, but I wanted to talk a little <laughs> bit about you. So okay. I, so tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: So I am 35 years old, and uh, I was born to, in Albano Laziale, it's a small country close to Rome. It's very close. It's uh, in a specific area it's called uh, Castelli Romani. It's very important area because uh, there is the one of the most important things is the residence. Uh, the, uh, the 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 some the residence of the Pope for the summertime.
1: Oh this beautiful. That's,
2: yeah and then I and then I born very close to the 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 lake so I was more close to the lake than the town so I just I almost come from the lago di Castel Gandolfo. It's a very nice area, it's a volcanic area, it's very important for me because I get all my inspiration from that that area. So so it's very important for me to to discover no, to to bring again the old flavors from my country. So for from my town.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about those old flavors because you grew up I mean it's Albano Laziale or Lago Lago Albano is about 35 or 40 minute drive outside of Rome to the southwest and um, the food there is wonderful, but it's, would it be considered Cucina Povera, Cucina Romana? Or is there a, no, is it a little bit different? Uh,
2: no, no, it's only, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I think it's not a, a pure cuisine, it's a traditional cuisine, it's different. So when you say traditional, it's no means poor. So it's just traditional. Okay. Because you can do the traditional cuisine with very good product with the best quality, so, that's it. It's the most important, no? Uh, Poor doesn't mean, uh, uh, traditional doesn't mean poor. So that's the most important.
1: What are um, some of the dishes that are typical to where you are from? Or traditional to where you are from?
2: Yeah, specifically in my area, in my town Albano, we are very famous for the broccoli. Ah! Yeah. Uh,
1: that's
2: you know? why you had
1: that pasta dish that yes, I
2: loved. Yes, 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 yes. The broccoli is very typical from my town. It's a broccoli. So we are, It's another one is uh, like panzanella as well. Uh-huh. It's a uh, tomato juice, fresh tomato juice with uh, old crumb bread. So we mix that with the basil, oregano, salt, black pepper and that's it. So it's a uh, it's very easy food to understand because uh, every time you have uh, two or three things in the, in the dishes, no. so you mix too much ingredients in the same plate. Uh. That's why sometimes the people say it's poor ah. because we have less ingredients for the, when we do, we use less ingredients when we do the dish. That's why sometimes the people say it's poor. But maybe we can use, we're going to use the best tomato in the world. Uh, so the uh, the plate is not poor, but we're going to be maybe so it's, it's one sim- of the most expensive in the world. You never know that.
1: So it's so, simple ingredients, but yeah. the top quality. Yes. Hot, you know, best, best sourced ingredients. Yes. Now you growing up, you grew up there and were you always cooking? Um, how, how did you get in the kitchen?
2: I was very young. I was. Ten years old, uh, and then uh, I was uh, I was watching my mom cook, cooking every day at, at home. Uh, my mom is, uh, is uh, she was always busy. She was uh, she was uh, a businesswoman, She was uh, every day out of house. It's never we call in casalinga. I don't know in English. Was, as, wife? Uh, as wife, No, my mom no. <laughs> well, every every day out of out of home. So, and then I start cooking, for uh, because uh, for myself. So, because I have to do some some stuff for me. And then I start to cook for for myself. So then I learn step by step with uh, with a book. I was reading uh, on the book. Uh, I was reading. I was watching TV because. Uh, uh, 15 years uh, ago in, the, in Italy, uh, they're starting to make the, some culinary show mm-hmm. TV, and then I was start uh, start watching La Brava del Cuoco. On Rai and then I was trying to make the the same food what the chef was doing TV.
1: Did you uh, with the books? Were you with? Did you did you did
2: you have Talismano? Or? No, Talismano. It was the it's like the encyclopedia. It's, it's very old. it's yeah. uh, Italian. there it was maybe all Italian traditional recipe. That's why I know very well all the traditional recipe from Italy. So then I start to read that book, and then I start to try one day one play, and then when my mom was coming back home every day, I say, who who made it? Who made this? Who made this? I say, mom, me, me, me. I say, no, that is not possible. Maybe uh, the uncle. Uh, I say, uh, so his mama was. Uh, I'm unbelievable, I said, no, that's It's not long. you, it's yeah. got to be someone else. And yeah. you're like, no, it's no, me. it's <laughs> me, yeah, that's it. And then I started, and then when I was 10 years old, uh, I was starting to say, my mom, uh, when I grow up, I want to be that person uh, who's cooking. Well, well, uh, I want to <laughs> be chef. I want to be chef. I want to be chef. In the beginning, I, wa- I was thinking that because I was, my first was was traveling the world. I was, uh, I want to do the chef. I want to be chef because I want to travel. I want to see different countries, different culture. That was my my first thing. The second step, I'm, I'm starting to work uh, a lot in the small restaurant. It's not famous restaurants, normal restaurants. Oh, is always uh, in
1: Albano Laziale? The well, time. the
2: first one was in Albano Laziale. The second one was in Rome, uh, in the EUR. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's not the center of the town. It's a little About bit. Like Fifteen yeah. minutes. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah, and then I started there. After that, I moved to Roscioli restaurant,
1: which I think a lot of people know. Roscioli is yeah. known for their forno, their bakery, yes. and then they have this little restaurant in Campo and Via dei Giovanardi.
2: Yes, and in that place I get my first opportunity.
1: Were you cooking there?
2: Yeah, I was... I, I, you were really
1: young too. You were yeah, 21. I
2: was maybe 21 or 20, I don't remember very well. It's 20, 21, I was very young. i be there and then I get my first opportunity to see and to know, uh, to understand how much is important the ingredient to make nice food. Because before the Rocholi I would just know the the product from my house, from the supermarket, the, the normal ah. invers- yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, you the, understand that? No,
1: I totally. Because Roscioli, I think you know they're they're a salumeria, yeah, they, they and have. they source all these incredible no, Yeah, they, they
2: have they do a lot of research. Yeah. They have a lot big uh, big selection of food. Also the about the salumi cheese and uh storage and uh, fresh meat fresh fish so uh, the spice everything you can find all the best in that shop it's very small shop where you can find whatever you anything you want you can find that so and then i started to understand how much is how much uh what is important the, the the
1: quality quality
2: of the product. So I understand there are a lot of people in the north of Italy and they make uh, butter. There are are a lot of people in the south of Italy, they make uh, agrumi, lemon, orange. And I start to understand, uh, to try and to feel different flavor Because in the beginning, when I was trying that that, that product, I said, oh, uh, this lemon is tasting different. I said, no, maybe it's not good, because maybe it was too acid, it was smelling a lot, and it was uh, bitter, like the supermarket one, it oh, has a little bit more wheat, say, oh, the lemon is uh, acid. But uh, when I start to try the the nice one, I understand the original flavor of the product, that's was that's Change my, that was change my mind. You know, I say no, maybe there is something different. And then, um, uh, and then I start there to change all my vision of the food. After Rossoli, no, after uh, Alessandro, the owner of Rossoli, Alessandro Roscioli, one day he say to me because. Uh, I, was, uh, I was working. I say Luciano, do you wanna do, you wanna do the, the stage in the great restaurant, Mission star restaurant, uh, uh, in Senegalia? Yeah. I say yes, but uh, when uh, when they ask me that, I don't really understand what I mean mission star oh. because I never hearing about it. I never know. It wasn't on
1: your radar, as no, well. No, I say, hey, but, yeah.
2: star. I say yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so it's a restaurant. I, I think. <laughs> I will go. And that restaurant there was. No, that, that was 2007. Uh, 2000, uh, 2007 was. And then.
1: What restaurant was that? Uliasi. Ah, okay. Uliasi. Yeah, so who's who's the chef?
2: Mauro. Okay. Uliasi. Yes. And then they sent me for one season, for six months, to Mauro Uliasi restaurant in Senegalia wow. to do the stage over there. That was uh, my Michelin stars experience in two Michelin star restaurants. Can I
1: can I ask you because you know I've I've eaten at a lot of Michelin star restaurants, but I've never and I've been in the kitchen, but I've obviously never worked in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, for you, what was the difference aside from? I mean, because I know that that it's about the accu- accoglienza, the customers, how you treat yeah. them, but also the kitchen. Can you tell me no,
2: what the big difference is no, for you? Uh, the or difference it? was just one. You know, uh, uh, I uh, I saw a lot of chefs, the best chefs in the world come to Roshoni. They say, no, this is food that's great. And they was eating carbonara, cashew pepe, very easy thing. And when I've been to L'Yazze, it was two Michelin stars restaurant. Uh, I, I saw that restaurant and the kitchen, it was, very very big. It's a maybe wow 100 square feet. It's, uh, there was 25 persons working. It's very was very big. Originally the kitchen was very small. Right. Ten ten me ten square uh, ten squ- square feet. I mean, yeah. It's very very small. Very small. A really I say, tight space. Yeah. Yeah. I say be possible the chef like Uliassu is no Rosholi. Rocholi is a very small shop. So but uh, I say and then when I want to be that was my first experience, the mission service. After that I come back to Rosholi. I be three more months in Rosholi and then I decided to to move and then I leave Rosholi for being in South Africa.
1: Yeah, you were saying in Cape Town.
2: Yeah, in Cape Town. Because you
1: have your family there.
2: No, my, my family is, was in Johannesburg.
1: Ah. Oh, that's why you were saying you didn't really see them. You were working in Cape Town. Yeah. And they were in Johannesburg. Ah,
2: it's, it's a little bit far. Yeah. It's two and a half hour by airplane. And then, so, you... and then, and then I, saw, I never saw my parents in Johannesburg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, then, and then you came back to Italy. Is that when you went to Cripa? To No,
2: I've been South Africa for one and a half year. Then I come back in Italy.
1: And were you cooking in an Italian restaurant, or...? Uh, yeah,
2: well, I was the first time in an Italian restaurant, the second one in the La Colombe restaurant. It's uh, one restaurant in uh, close to uh, Cape Town. It's, uh, it's a, one of the best restaurants, it was amazing restaurant. And then I decided to come back here, here, and then I start to, when I come back here, in Zagarolo, Zagarolo. Okay. It's also in the, uh, close to the Castelli Romani, but it's not Castelli Romani. It's, uh, it's the beginning of Giorgiaria. Okay. Uh, in uh, the ah. that was the restaurant of Adriano Baldassare.
1: And that, that was Michelin
2: as well. Yes, yeah, it was It was one of the, the, the new Michelin stars restaurant. Is uh, together to Riccardo di Giacinto yes yeah there was the new generation of missionary stars in rome and then i started working for adriano in Zaccarolo. i was there for four months because after that adriano decided to close the restaurant for movie himself uh, in india he decided to leave the italian oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then i and then i was without Work so and then they call me Alessandro Pipero. It was already, it was just opened at a restaurant in Albano, Albano Laziale. So Albano Laziale is my hometown. So So
1: Alessandro Pipero, just to tell Pipero, just to tell the listeners, is um, he's a restaurateur, a sommelier, yeah, um, and a really, really super passionate man, loves food. And happens to be from, happens to have a restaurant in Albano Lazialos. So yeah, go back because
2: home. <laughs> me and Alessandro, uh, we both come from Albano, so...
1: Did you know him before? No, ah.
2: and he called me, and then I decided to come his restaurant because it was in Albano. I say no, that this is a great opportunity to be a great chef in my hometown. Was uh, But after, after, after one year, we saw... The business you know, was growing up, so it was very flat, it's uh, not customized, it was very hard. Because Albano is very close to Rome. So when the people decide to, uh, to go out, uh, sometimes they say, no, we stay in Rome. We don't, do, don't want to drive a lot, we don't right. want to do traffic or stuff like that. It was, it's very hard to, to come an uh, Albano.
1: So then you, I, from what I remember, you you guys moved to Rome to the Hotel Rex in twenty eleven.
2: Yes, twenty eleven. We closed Albano, then we moved to Rex, and after eight months, I get by. Michelin stars. Just moving. Yeah. And after were, eight months.
1: And you were twenty seven years old. Yeah, I was 27. you You're really really young. Now yeah. then, after that, when you were twenty nine, but you don't know this. Yeah. Was my famous day, and I remember distinctly. I went in to have lunch. I don't even know why. I was. I, I, I went with somebody and they were like, oh yeah, we have to go to this restaurant. And it was September 21st, 2003, 2013, sorry. And I went in and I had your carbonara and I cried. And I was like, I will <laughs> never have it if Luciano doesn't make it because that is, the, and I didn't, I stopped eating car- carbonara. I would all, and you know, you can't always eat carbonara at a Michelin star restaurant, it's a little pricey. So I literally had to stop eating carbonara forever until I could come back and, and eat there.
2: So. And, and then about the carbonara we decided uh, with alessandro the fancy fancy thing for the Mission star restaurant so in the beginning we know it was Mission star but, but we our aspiration was that so we say we want to do something nice for this town so and then we decided to put the traditional dishes in the Mission star oh. restaurant so in the, that uh, testing menu in our testing menu so and then uh become the best one in the world because the one was in a one mission star restaurant and the stuff like that you know. and
1: you know what i noticed after that i noticed that all of a sudden i started seeing carbonara which for me was a family dish that my mom would make me all the time and it was a dish that you know i, I would eat at like um i can't remember that place that little, okay. you know like the little when you get it with you know you could get it with um bucatini or the like the you know that, I just would, you get it, it would be like eight, maybe maximum eight euro. That would be expensive. You get it for six euro, really inexpensive. After I had yours, I started to notice that all of a sudden carbonara became not just really popular around the world, but elevated. Uh, Ricardo da Cinto dies, does, and, and, Eggs. and, and Massimo Alaimo. And yes. Alaimo, yes. Both of them, two Michelin star chefs in Italy, they do this deconstructed kind of carbonara. Yeah. And then I started seeing in very, you know, like very posh. Restaurants in Italy. I mean in in the US I'd see carbonara, but like costing $25 and I was what is happening all of a sudden carbonara went from You know Regular Roman cuisine to this gourmet Um, Yeah, is that because of you?
2: No (laughs) Uh, I told you before that when you think the traditional food you don't have to think the poor poor food or cheap one so it's, uh, that is multiple. You can pay the carbonara, uh, 30 euro, maybe, but if you use the best guanciale, the best eggs, the best pasta, the best pecorino cheese, the best uh, black pepper, that's why the plate can be more expensive well, than the normal I mean, one, yeah.
1: It's also, I mean, who makes it? Because I'd love to ask you, so let's let's talk a little bit about your carbonara, because I, I think what, you know, ha copito di più What really was the the guanciale? So, what are the ingredients? What are you know? Where do you get your eggs? Where do you get your guanciale?
2: No, I get the guanciale from uh, Ascoli Viceno, is in in the market. Uh, That farm is a very. It's uh, like my. uh, That farm is like my best friend because we working together now. Our 10 years maybe. Wow. So we have a long relationship. <laughs> so that's we, uh, in the beginning, we start doing the guanciale uh, for my carbonara together. We was the spices together, the seasoning, the, oh, wow. the black pepper, the, all the stuff like that. And then that's when come my guanciale is uh, one, so... How about I, the
1: eggs that you use?
2: Uh, in the beginning, yeah, you, I never, in the beginning I was using the normal hex, the yellow one with the yellow hook. Uh, 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 also now, I'm starting using that.
1: You're not using, because I know a lot of people get into the, the Paolo Parisi, is that the name? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was Roscioli, I was using the uh, Paolo Parisi. But uh, if you use Paolo Parisi, I think the carbonara is going to be very expensive because um, yeah. uh, one egg is one, 1 euro for each
1: yeah because like, I know when you buy it it's like euro. for six eggs it's at least 7 euro now
2: yeah it's very expensive so you have to find the balance
1: so do you use um like do you go to a special fornitore or is there like is it free-range eggs or what kind of
2: what yeah, kind of uh, eggs no no we use uh, free-range eggs but i use pasteurized eggs okay it's already pasteurized Yeah, because when you do a lot of carbonara, like here, Uh, we already made from uh, the 1st of October, the end of December of this year, the last year, we made 4,500 carbonara.
1: That's a lot. And I, I could probably have
2: eaten yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, one
1: I, of them was you. At least, at least one. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. Um, the pecorino. You use pecorino romano, romano. yes. So I know some people are like, no, I do, I do pecorino and parvigiano. And then there are some people like Darius, my husband, he'll just use parmigiano And I'm, I always say no. Like it drives me nuts because I prefer pecorino. I like no, the No, no. I use both. Oh, you do?
2: Yes. I use both pecorino and grana. Ah. Yeah, because now the the flavor of the pecorino, I say, it's the old flavor. It's old flavor, okay. the flavor of pecorino, because it's very salty. So now all, all the modern, the new palate doesn't understand uh, that's kind of salty. Okay. So it's very my grandpa, I say, it's amazing. Your grandpas were, well, but now the. Uh, the, the, the young guys come on, now they say, no, it's salty because it's like the bacala, uh-huh. it's the same thing. Now the people like the bacala sweet, you No, know? ba- without salty, without ba- salt.
1: is cod, which kind, like bacala fritto, you're saying?
2: Yeah, any, uh, whatever, ah. sorry, any bacala, yeah, whatever, they, whatever you want. Oh, before really? before the bacala was, it uh, was the stockfish, you know, was very salty.
1: It was stockfish and it was salty, yeah. Yes.
2: So uh, now it's most weird uh, because uh, the people is like uh, the food with the less salt. So.
1: Ah, that is very interesting. Now, let's talk a little bit about today because in the summer of 2018, I was walking in my neighborhood and I saw this sign. it said Luciano and I was like, what? what, my pizzeria is gone, it says Luciano. <laughs> and then I saw you inside and I was like, what are you doing here? And you said, no, I just opened up a restaurant. So you decided to leave Pipero and to open up your own restaurant, which is, you know, just to give the readers an idea, it's it's beautiful, it's a trattoria, um, open tables. It has like very simple tables, beautiful tiles. I, I love mm-hmm. the design <laughs> in here. Uh, a lot of green, um, it's very contemporary. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about why you decided that you went you went from Michelin to your own restaurant.
2: Yeah, I decided to leave Pipero Because my idea was a little bit different, so I want to be uh, first. I want to do. I was was thinking uh, from long time that I have to do something different. I want to do one restaurant more easy. So I have to be more easy for the people to come. The people uh, 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 don't don't have to scare to be my restaurant, so the people have to be very friendly, yeah, you can be inside, walk and then go, so you don't have to eat, so anyway, the people have to be scared about my restaurant, I want my restaurant free,
1: and I also noticed, just to tell people, when you walk into this restaurant, aside from that it is very relaxed and you can walk in, immediately when you walk in on the right is the pasta lab, yeah. Where they're making pasta.
2: Yeah, we're making pasta over there. We make uh, fresh pasta mm-hmm. with the eggs. And also we make dry pasta. It's like uh, mezzemanike, rigatoni. Only kind of pasta we buy is a spaghetti. Okay. Because it's very hard to make it. Hmm. So we need okay. different oh. uh, machine, different stuff to make that. Do you buy
1: any specific kind of spaghetti?
2: Yeah, I buy, I have a long relationship with uh, Felicetti, Pastificio Felicetti. Okay.
1: Where are they? Basically?
2: It's uh, north of Italy.
1: Ah.
2: It's Italy. the most high uh, pasta makers in the world.
1: Felicetti.
2: Yeah. it's. Uh, in what
1: part, of, in what part uh, of the north? Predazzo. Bolzano. Oh, Bolzano. Yeah. That's like the Alps. Yeah. Yeah, That's really yeah, north. Yeah. 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 Oh wow! Yeah, it's
2: very strange, but uh, it was my challenge to promote that that pastificio is one of the most big in Italy now. It's also it's very famous in the United States. he oh. have a lot of he uh, sell a lot of pasta in the United States. So the brand Felicetti is very famous over there.
1: Okay, I'm gonna look this up. So, yeah. t- so tell me, so you tell us a little bit about your restaurant and your menu.
2: Yeah, my menu is a very easy, easy, easy menu. We have uh, uh, we we start with a one a small selection of burrata and mozzarella di bufala. You can decide if you want to eat that with uh, some dried tomato uh, and the olives, or with maybe with the zucchini scapece and bottarga di of Mugine, or maybe with olive anchovies. So, so, and then we have uh, antipasti. We're calling the uh, So we have uh, lamb carpaccio, uh, marinated salmon.
1: Uh, lamb, you know what, lamb yeah. carpaccio, that I've never had here. So my family comes here quite a bit, and there are certain things that we order, like my daughter's, the supli. The yeah, They're yeah, obsessed yeah. with your supli. My, yeah. fa- my father, too. My dad loves it. Yeah,
2: them. the supli is a very funny thing, because I the supli is, uh, in the other part of Italy, is no one of the supplies. You can find the supplies only in Rome. Right. Because in the other part of Italy, you you have Arancino, no? It's right, like in, par- C- in Sicily. Sicily, yeah. one, yeah. But the supplies is very typical of Rome. You can find the supplies only in Rome. Oh, so yeah. a
1: supli is um, a, a rice ball that is deep-fried, it usually has mozzarella in the center, and it's it's one of my favorite when I'm hungry, if I eat one, it makes me feel really
2: good. <laughs> yeah, but it's like one one plate of risotto, it's, it's, less it's, it's the an, same. Yeah, it's like, it's like
1: the ideal, if you, if you need a protein, you, need, you just eat that right away. If it starts protein, it fills mm. you up, but not too much. But his menu also has things like vital tonato, which I I love your vital tonato. Yeah. Um, and then the, the pastas. And his pastas are basically broken down to three things. Contemporane, so contemporary, yeah. Roman, which we can talk, we've already talked about, and ripienes, really, stuffed, and
2: stuff, yeah. stuffed
1: and filled. So the, so you're, you're showing, because I have not had, and I will come back and have this, the pappardelle alla vaccinata, so pappardelle with tomato sauce with coda alla vaccinata, uh, the fettuccella, that's actually what I really want to try.
2: Ah, okay, there's a new one, the new one, so... You can see the contemporary pasta. We have uh, all the new one. Mm-hmm. Also, I put the pappardella alla vaccinara. It's not a contemporary. It's a very modern food. But I say contemporary because it's uh, contemporaneo. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a posh of fashion. It's contemporary because now the tradition has come back. So that's ah, why it's contemporary.
1: Very cool. You know, yeah. let's talk a little bit. I mean, as as we look at the menu. Um, And i'm getting really hungry i just i wanted to ask you about what's going on with the rome food scene because you mentioned when you were starting out i think um, there was there was the next generation of michelin stars and now i'm seeing that not necessarily michelin but i'm seeing more development in the rome food scene like instead of just being you know the trattoria to you know the, the typical trattoria or these really cute little beast fake bistros i'm seeing more Restaurants that have a little bit more thought, like Retro Bottega.
2: Yeah, the people. I think that this is a good uh, question because for a long time we in Rome, we was thinking so long, the we have a very good high restaurant, but we lose all the other restaurants. So oh. from the high and the, from the high to the bottom, we lose a lot of pizzeria, uh, traditional restaurant trattorie uh, so all these restaurants uh, can be the tourist restaurant yeah yeah but uh, we mean tourist uh, with a uh, negative uh, like
1: when, things, it's, when it's like, like cinque per yeah. pasta pizza like yes. those really tourist traps yeah yeah
2: tourist trap yeah and then we started to to make with like the guys from retro bottega we want to do Something better. We want to. We will, we don't want to make the tourists in trouble. We want to give to the tourists the good service, the good food. Because for a long time the people was coming here, in Rome. They say, no, the, in Rome you have to be careful because all oh, the restaurants, no, Do you exactly. know. Exactly, that yeah. stereotype. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's either like so, preg- oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: no, I was traveling a lot around the world. All the people were saying that. So, and then I want to change this opinion of us. So I want to make some good stuff for all of the people, also for the Italian people, because also the Italian people lose the, the knowledge, they lose the, the, the flavor, they lose everything. Because now the, the, the new society is very fast. So yeah. like the people, uh, it's delayed everything from the mind very fast. They forget everything. They read something today and, and tomorrow they forget it. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's
1: the short term. Yeah, it's the Instagram memory. They they just only only what they see two seconds ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still lucky because my generation, I think this is the old the de- de- generation, is uh, is uh, born without a smartphone. Ah. Because yeah. I'm uh, class eighty four.
1: So you were yeah, yeah, yeah. born in 1984, which is yeah. funny because...
2: Without without in, smartphone, and that's, without that's laptop. Itali-
1: that's very Italian because yeah. I'd say that maybe the Americans that are born you your year, they were born already connected. yeah But yeah, you're the last generation. So you're the ones that have a little bit more investment in this yeah. too. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, so the idea, when you came here, the idea is... I mean, I don't even know if I want to add, I, I, I'm scared <laughs> to ask you. Do you want to have another restaurant? Are you are you thinking outside of Rome?
2: Yeah, um, we, we already signed yesterday for the new restaurant in Sanremo. Oh. We're gonna open it first of February.
1: It will be in Luciano. Luciano. in Sanremo. Oh,
2: wow. Also with my partners, we already have two pizzeria. One in Genoa, is the one next, we open the new one next week in Torino.
1: What are they called?
2: Fra Diavolo.
1: Fra Diavolo. Si. Oh wow, so pizzerias.
2: Yes, that, that's why I decided to remove the pizzeria.
1: No, you don't, you definitely don't need one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me ask, uh, one. Let me, let's get back to the restaurant. Just the last question. I know a lot of people, a lot of foodies are gonna say, they're gonna ask me where, in, in Luciano, after all of this experience with Michelin, all this experience with Roscioli, sourcing these amazing products, is that what you're doing in Luciano? Is?
2: Yeah, we, I try to do that. Because it, this is the first thing for do the good job. You offer also the people who's working here in the restaurant they have to feel the quality of the food or the stuff what they're doing. Because if the the staff here don't care about what they do, also the the, the final product gonna be not good because they feel. Uh, they don't feel good so they don't have the pride they don't in, yeah. care if the 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 staff don't care about the restaurant about the food what they're doing so that's uh, uh, it's the first thing what we have to do at the restaurant. so that's why I give the opportunity to the guys to work with the good staff with the good products so because they starting to care about that and they're gonna Make, make and they're going to make very nice food. They're going to care about the process of the, the cooking all the stuff like that. So that's just must important. They're going to save the product uh, the good uh, right way. So,
1: so, last thing I wanted to ask you, which I totally, and I appreciate that answer, what I wanted to ask you was um, what is the ideal dinner for you? Like, what's what you know i know you, you have a wife i know you have a baby yeah. on the way so what are you when you come home and you're like this is the best
0: what I is it i don't know
2: i don't know i don't know it's very hard to answer to this question because you know, some i decide at the moment i don't have my idea yeah, so because i never have time when i have time i have time just Maybe I have time now. Have to decide now. So I don't. I can make the program of that. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like all the restaurants. So I don't have very specific restaurant. Well, Sometimes I, I like uh, to go to the pizzeria, mission stars restaurant. I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, I just uh, I wanted to say thank you. I had a great time speaking with you. This is Erica. I'm with Luciano Monocilio of Luciano. Ah, Italiana.com. Yes. is that correct? And I'll have all the details on my page. It was wonderful to speak with you. Now I'm really hungry, so I'm going to have the fettuccella. Yes. I'm have lunch. <laughs> so thank you okay. so much.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao, Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Disc Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great.